welcome to another time to spend with us, uh, The Word with Jeff and Robin. We're so glad that you've joined us tonight, today, sometime in the morning, whenever you're viewing this. Uh, we actually, uh, this actually goes out on Thursday evening for those that love that seven o'clock mark. So, but God bless each and one of you. And and honey, what do you think? What's What do you think about the, this feeling of podcast so far? I I am, re- I, I love this yeah. because, you know, before we used to, um, you know, come when we would do it at our house, we would sit down and we would work this message out and literally we'd be like, okay, now it's, you know, you say, I say, we're going to try and work it out because we had so many notes we were trying to get out. And then we just decided on this one is, you know what? You study on a topic, I study on a topic, and then we just come together and we just talk like as if we're just, you know, at home just talking. Sitting in your house, maybe. Right. Sitting in our house, sitting in your house and, and wherever you happen to be. So hopefully you're feeling that and that's coming through for you. We enjoy it because we've been preachers most of our lives. And so we just kind of have our, our you know, 10 points, five points, whatever it is. And we systematically go through the scriptures, which is awesome and great. But we kind of wanted to, to kind of, um, I guess, pull that back a little bit and maybe have a little more banter between, between each other, have a little more fun. We're getting good positive feedback from the people. So we think that's a good thing. I know. Don't look at my notes, though. Well, don't look at mine. I mean, you don't know what I'm saying, and I don't know what you're saying. Uh-huh. That's kind of the fun that's, of this. We might right. once in a while, like last week, we had we were over lunch, we were talking about a few different points, but really because we we're excited about the message, not so much trying to... Um, and this way we get both sides. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. I think because you and I... Um, you know, I, I, the way I look at it, we get a little competitive sometimes because I do most of the preaching at church. And so then you get opportunity to speak. So you want to say what's in your heart and you have a lot to say. And then I want to jump in on that. And so it's kind of like the, what they call that, that's the skip rope, whatever that's, what is that called? Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're trying to to jump in, but you can't quite get in. So I think both of us kind of feel that way sometimes. So today, though, we're going to change up a little bit and talk about something, especially in the middle of the summer, that I think is a good thing uh, when it comes to people's relationship with the Lord, when it comes to church life, when it comes to um, work life, um, being a house mom, whatever, um, and that's passion. Right. And when I mentioned that to you, you said, yeah, that sounds like a good well, subject to get into. Exactly. Because I've been, I've been watching the Olympics on TV. And so when you said, hey, you know what? I just, I really felt like the Lord said, let's talk about passion. I had just been thinking about that because watching the Olympics. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, it takes uh, these athletes to maintain their passion. Mm-hmm. Because passion is what's going to get them up before dawn. Passion is what yeah. is going to get them to, you know, keep trying over and over and over and over again to be faster and better. And Everything they do, do is discipline. It's so disciplined. And without without passion, what would what would one want to get up for? Um, exactly. to, to work out, to be stretched so hard and all that kind of stuff. You just mentioned to me that Simone, about Simone uh, yeah. just bailed out or something yeah, like that? Yeah, she had medical reasons. So, What's her last name? Uh, um, I never can pronounce oh, it. Oh, I, I forget what it is. But She's I mean, phenomenal, man. And, she and, and it takes passion to be doing it, <clears throat> and especially for as long as as she's been doing it, yeah. you know, and you see athletes that have been, you know, maybe they've been ice skating or swimming since they were, you know, to four years old, yeah, and so that it it does take that passion, and you know I was uh, instantly then I was thinking of Revelation, and I and let's start off with this scripture verse, but Revelations two four through five out of the Passion translation, <laughs> I just realized that out of the, the Passion, passion translation, yeah, yeah. but it says, but I have this against you, you have abandoned the passionate love that you had for me at the beginning. 
And then the verse goes on and says, think about how far you have fallen. You know, the Lord mm -hmm. is saying, think about it. Think about how far you've come from that first love mm. because he's wanting you to go think about how far you come so you know what it took to get you there so that you don't do it again. Mm -hmm. And it says, repent and do the works of love you did at first. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place of influence if you do not repent. Because the thing about passion is passion is not a feeling. It's mm. not just a feeling. Passion is action. It's doing. Mm. That's why the word says, you know, you've abandoned your passionate love. You've abandoned in that doing um, that you had for me. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's why it says repent. That's your heart change. And now do the works. Mm -hmm. And well, powerful. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's the whole thing. I, if we, I mean, that's the problem, though, honey. When you start talking about repentance, there comes that discipline back into our lives. Repentance really is a gift from God. God gives to us in order for us to get back on track. You know, when I think of repentance, and this kind of has to do with passion, because I, I have a passion for God's presence, but I know that, or I've noticed that if I'm not honestly. Um, you know, living the way I should be living, my 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 levels of anger are out of control, or my frustrations are getting the best of me, or some sort of sin in my life. Um, if I don't repent, it's like I'm, when I repent, I like hit the refresh button mm -hmm. on, on, on the computer, and I'm refreshing, I'm rebooting my life. And so, I think that's a powerful truth. Passion is very important for us in general. And matter of fact, when it comes to living this life with God that that He's entrusted us with here on the earth. You know, we got to give everything for it. Matter of fact, I like the paraphrased version of Mark. It's not, I don't know if it's paraphrased, but it's the, I guess it would be called the, the paraphrased version of Mark 12. Let me read it first. Let me just read it first out of New King James. It says, and You shall love the Lord. It's very familiar to you. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Um, and then the message translation, which is paraphrased, says, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer, and intelligence, and energy. So Jesus was saying to us that we're to follow him with some energy, with some enthusiasm, to give God our very best. I know for me, um, and I'll speak for myself, that when I first came to the Lord, or came back to the Lord back in 1989, man, my passion was off the charts, off the charts. I'd spend time with God. I mean, anytime I had an opportunity to the point where I was probably not as good a husband during those days because I was so focused on Jesus, he became my one and all. And not that I didn't love my wife or want to take care of my wife, and I did, but um, I would spend hours with him every single day. He became everything to me. And so I remember spending so much time with him, reading his word and getting filled up with him. And man, it, it protected me. Right, Young Christians today, honestly, the best thing they can do is get into God's word and, and spend time with him as much as possible, uh, reading his word, but also praying, being involved in the house of God. These are things that you need to strengthen you to, and, right. to, and to give you the courage to walk you through. You can see where your passion is for the word of God by getting a one-year Bible. Ah, yeah, that's a good if idea. You got a one-year Bible yeah. because here's the thing, you know. It's, well, explain what a one-year Bible is. Not okay, like you throw it away. How to read your Bible in a year? So it right. breaks it down where it's got the Old Testament, <clears throat> New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs daily. Right. And um, you can find and and it and it tells you at for the day mm -hmm. you mark it off. This is what you know that I did read this. So find out 
where your true passion is for the word of God by taking that, taking that one year Bible, because you'll notice that, wait a second, um, I skipped this day and this day and this day. I actually pulled out an old one year Bible. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. And I was like, started off in January. I'm like, I read that, I read that January 2nd, January you know, 10th, I'm all through this. And all of a sudden I started, I noticed that when I got to about February in this Bible, that it was like, I missed a few days, and then I Was that 2011? Because you had a pretty bad year in 2011. Was that? It, it might have been. <laughs> Just kidding, I have no it idea. Could have been. <laughs> but, I mean, because it's do, passion is doing. Yeah. It's, you, if you say you have a passion for the Word of God, you're going to read His Word. If you say you mm-hmm. have a passion mm-hmm. for the presence of God, you're going to spend time in worshiping. You're going to spend time in communicating with Him. Because we can, you know... Um, uh, you know, like I said before, it, it, it's not just a feeling. You, you can go, well, I don't, you know, I just don't feel excited anymore. Well, get excited. Be excited. You know, I don't feel loved. Well, are you being loving to other people? You know, I don't feel, I, mm-hmm. I don't feel God. Are you pressing into his presence? Because that passion gets stirred when we are doing. Yeah, but let me, okay, let me just throw this at you. I know I'm throwing a question that we didn't talk about, but let me ask you this question. But uh, let's say for a marriage, marriage. We hear because you and I have been pastoring a long time, pastoring people, and we hear people that come to our church that love God, both man and woman, you know, husband and wife, um, and yet they'll come to us and they're ready to break up, they're willing, ready to get a divorce, um, and they'll say things like, "Well, I just don't love him anymore. I don't love her anymore." And we try. We say, well, what does that mean? Do you love? And we start talking about love. That's not what love means. Right. And sometimes we we equate that. I can equate that with passion too, because um, I can love you with all my heart and be ready to call it quits. And I, I'm not, not that's not going to happen to us, but because we made what, 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 we no. made a we made a covenant that that's not going to happen. It's been but, thir- it's going to be thirty five years. That's in, right. In just a couple of months. Absolutely, and there'll be thirty five more. But my my point is is that I can love you, but not have passion for a marriage, not a passion for a relationship, not a passion. You know, after all these years, and I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, folks, we are the real deal. We fight, we bicker, um, we complain. On the way in here, we had a little bit of a trouble. I was happy. I stayed happy the whole time. It was your pastor, Robert, here. That had a couple little <laughs> Should we tell them why I was mad at you? But no, keep going. I don't even remember. I was just so happy and so godly. I don't remember. I just that's like water off a duck's back. I just let it go by. Mm. by. But my point, <laughs> my point is, is that I'm going to get in trouble here. But my point is, is that we don't try to pretend like we're perfect. We're not perfect, but um, <clears throat> we don't have fear of losing each other. Is what I'm trying to say because we keep passion, and our passions are in things that are different. You know, when we were younger, they, we had different kinds of passion. I think you know what I'm talking about. Praise God! And there's different types of passion. And then when you get a little bit older in life and more settled and, and your children are now grown and now you have grandkids, your passions change, but you have passions together. For And for us, sometimes it's as simple as, hey, where do you want to go for lunch? And and we'll kind of arrange our day for the whole day about going out, taking a ride to the countryside and just listen to our little music or whatever, or talk about the church, things of the Lord, whatever, or just, want, just our grandkids, our family, just hanging out becomes a passion. And right. I think that that... That's one of those small things that will keep our marriage strong forever, 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 because there's always something that we're passionate about. Right. So my point is, I guess the question I had for and, you and, was... And, <clears throat> well, okay, go ahead and ask a question, because I might go into this. Well, I kind of forgot it, but I, the, I think the question I had for you was, how, how does one keep that passion uh, going when it comes to... Is, is 
is is is passion a feeling or an emotion or is it something you can produce by faith or by works it it definitely is something that you can produce because it comes down to a renewed mind and i mean because we can lose we can lose our passion for our mate we can lose our passion for our job we can lose our passion for our church we can lose our passion for our God. And real quick, I just yeah. want to add that sometimes it's important for people to understand people do lose uh, passion for their church, by the way. Right. And we see people like that come and go. And then you have the faithful. Yes, they may have lost some passion for their church because it's not as exciting. You know, everything's exciting when you first come uh, to any church or to, to involved in anything at first. But you kind of kind of wanes after a while, and then those people are faithful because faithful it picks right back up again. They find new passion. Most people don't wait that out, and so they 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 often blame the church uh, as to why their relationship isn't as passionate with the Lord as it used to be, right. or so on and so forth. And we say. Um, Passion is really a, um, is a personal responsibility. Right. It's not my or uh, Pastor Robin's responsibility as much as we would like to be able to say, man, you know, here's a passion pill, take it. You'll be excited the rest of your life about the Lord and about the house of God. It doesn't work that way. Each of us have to work for it. But you're saying right. it's not an emotion. It, it, it's not. Now, I mean, <clears throat> didn't know you were going to ask that, but it flows into what I was thinking about today about David. Here you have David, you know, um, who is just, you know, he's just this teenager and he has so much passion for God yeah. that in, <clears throat> in 1 Samuel 17, when he confronts Goliath, I mean, he had so much passion that he gets in Goliath's face mm. and begins to do and begin to say, this is what my he, God is he, going to do. He Christian cussed him out. Yeah. He called oh, an uncircumcised Philistine. How dare you defy the armies of the living God? It just feels good to say. Oh, yeah. you know, he was cussing them out, but in a Christian way. Because he was, he was passionate. He was enthusiastic yeah. 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 for God and enthusiastic to see the enemy be, ta you know, being taken down. And you know, because he, you know, um, he trusted God. He he was walking with God. He was worshiping God. He saw what God could do. He had that passion and that enthusiasm that he was able now to take down a giant mm -hmm. but later and i mean you know uh, he had passion when the ark of the covenant was brought back to the point Danced. where he was dancing you stripped know down. stripped down he <clears throat> didn't care who saw what was going on he was passionate and enthusiastic mm. but later when he becomes king he begins to lose his passion and what happens is, is that, it, you know, it, he lost his passion for his calling. Let's say that. Yeah. Because in 2 Samuel 11, you have, let me read in verse, um, verse 11. And it says this, it happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle. So there was something that he was supposed to be doing mm -hmm. as his calling, as his purpose. Um, he was supposed to keep that passion and that enthusiasm we're going into battle because this mm. is what god has called me to do and i'm going to lead and it says when kings were supposed to go into battle that david sent joab and his servants with him and all israel and they destroyed the people of ammon and besieged uh, rahab but david remained at jerusalem and what happens is as you know David now, he's just wandering around his palace. He goes up on the roof. He sees Bathsheba taking a bath. He ends up sending his servants to bring her over to him. 
What is happening here is that David has lost his passion and his enthusiasm for what God had called him to do, and instead he decided he wanted comfort. Mm. When you are passionate about something, you know, you are, you're doing, you're going, you're ready, you're excited, you're enthusiastic for that. But it's your responsibility to keep that passion going and to keep that enthusiasm going. And that has to be more important than comfort. That's good. Um, you know, are you more passionate about your calling or are you more passionate about your comfort? Yeah. And it's so easy, you know, and that's why we talk, you were just talking just a second ago about church. And especially <clears throat> during this time of COVID, we found that, you know, people love the comfort of church in their home. Mm-hmm. And comfort of everything in their home, their jobs in their home. Um, oh. uh, uh, people order groceries and they were brought to their home. I mean, you know, it's like we don't have to go out for anything. We do all our online shopping. Don't have to see anybody because they're afraid of getting COVID. But it beca- it became has become now like a lifestyle, and that's why we drive around all the time and we see a lot of now hiring signs, hi- hiring today kind of right. thing everywhere because uh, people are, are now they're comfortable at home. They're either um, getting a um, their unemployment check or they're getting the stimulus check or whatever and they're staying there and but look at what comfort can lead to and i'm and and i'm not saying this is a blanket statement that when you you know you lose your passion you lose your enthusiasm you you know you choose comfort over that sure but look at the suicide rate right now i don't know what is is it i haven't seen it's at an all-time high and it's you know and what people thought was comfort. Well, yay, I get to just stay at home. You know, right. I can I can just do life by myself at home. And that they've lost their passion. People need people. They settled for comfort. Now all of a sudden comfort isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's now it's turned into loneliness. Loneliness. Right. It's turned into depression. It's turned into, you know, um uh, laziness. It's turned into health issues, and now it's turned into you know this place of of suicide. Well, I had no idea it was like that. I mean, I don't yeah. watch the news. I, I I rarely I rarely watch anything like that. But I will say this. But it's good to know. Those are good stats to know, especially from a preacher standpoint. But I will say that I know that comfort. That's that's like really on one side of the pendulum right. of. How terrible it is, and then the other side of the pendulum, it could be swinging back to the place of well, comfort, um, which, by the way, is kind of like the American dream. It's almost like that's our goal, our our to, is to attain comfort. When in reality, that has nothing to do with passion. Um, the, the 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 why do the wealthy continue to work? Because they have a passion for what they do, and that's why they continue to do what they do, or they grow out of that and they grow into something else. Um, and a lot of people are <clears throat> the way I look at it. If you're if you're aiming toward comfort, you're going to miss opportunity <clears throat> because. And again, passion will always keep you on the cusps of opportunity because of the fact that, you know, you're not waiting for somebody to tell you you're so excited about what you're doing in life and so excited about where you're going, man, you get up and you make those things happen. You make those contacts, you make those phone calls, uh, you, you make those connections, you get the, you know, you, you get whatever you need to make, you know, to make your next move. And I look at right now with all this, and I, I want to say this to our church that are watching, not everybody that watches is our church, of course, but especially those that are in our church, if you don't have a job right now and you're sitting back waiting for you know your checks to run out, you're, you're going to be not the early bird catching the worm. <laughs> you're going to be at a loss. Everything's going to funnel, guys. You watch what I'm saying. Everything's going to funnel into one little spot. 
and everybody's going to be trying to get the same job. Right now, there's opportunity everywhere. They're begging for workers. You still got your stimulus check. You still got to put that in a little nest egg, whatever, and get out there and get that job and make it happen and beat everybody else out. God wants you to hear these words today. You need to go and get yourself a great job with good benefits. People, they're, look, they're eager to hire good people, and you're getting on the ground floor in some of these places, and you're going to be able to grow from there. So, man, make, today's the day. Now's the time to make that move. Right. Where's your passion? You know, where's your passion for your family? Where's your passion for your, uh, you know, your future opportunities? You got to go for it. You That's really right. do. You know, there's two types of people. There's those who let circumstances like COVID and bills and, you know, crazy people, yeah. doctor reports, whatever. They, they, they let uh, their circumstances influence their enthusiasm, influence their passion. They let things around them to determine what their mood is going to be. And then there are those who use their enthusiasm to influence their circumstance. And I was thinking about this, you know, years ago when I I worked at a bank and I was a teller at a bank and um, Fridays was, it was always the longest day of the week um, because the banks were open longer. So every employee knew coming into Friday, even though it was, you know, it's a Friday, you know, we're going to, it's the end of the week. We all knew it was the longest day and we all knew that everybody got paid on a Friday. So we were going to be, you know, extremely busy. And so I started to notice the other employees that were coming in had attitudes on Friday. And so I'm like, you know what, what can I, what can I do? I'm just an employee here with all these other tellers. What can I do to help change the circumstance, change the atmosphere, bring some passion and enthusiasm into our job? So I started this thing that on Fridays, I would do a, um, I would make a game. And it was all point system kind of a thing. So it was like, if you waited on a customer who had a beard, you get a point. If you wait on a you know customer who was wearing a hat, you get a point kind of a thing. And then all throughout the day, uh, there would be certain times that I would go, okay, we're going to tally our points. And I, I would bring in prizes, like you know what candy bars or something like that. And I would give it out. Well, I started to notice that Every Friday, they were like, uh, what's, what's the game for today? You know, what's our points that we're going to be doing? And I started noticing, and I was the youngest employee. I was the youngest teller. But I started to notice the other tellers were coming in with different attitudes on Friday. They were enthusiastic about coming in because now it's a competition. Let's see if we can get these points and stuff like that. But I noticed that not only did their attitudes change, and their passion and enthusiasm for their job that day change, but now customers are changing because now we're different, the customers are different. Then I started to notice that customers um, would stand in line in my line they were they wanted me to wait on them because I had a different at you know attitude I had a different um, you know uh, passion about what I was doing as a you know as a servant to them in that position. And then they started doing things like um, bringing me gift certificates. And actually, for our, um, we had an anniversary, and I had a customer come in who was a... Um, was it for a wedding? Uh, was it a wedding? It's a wedding gift. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Um, and said, hey, listen, I want to... You're getting married. I want you to stay at our hotel, you know, for Brand free. Here's new... Yeah. 
Uh, what was it called? The courtyard. courtyard. And it was a courtyard, brand spanking new. Yeah. And the, they had an account there at the bank. And the guy liked uh, Robin and, and said that, you know, and I don't know how the conversation got, how they even found out about you get married. Obviously, they found out. Yeah. And then he wanted to bless you. And then so and the me. customer right behind them was a supervisor at a restaurant that was right next to the hotel. Yeah. And they're like, well, hey, I want to get in on this. Here's a coupon, you know, for you guys for dinner for two kind of a thing. So right now, here I am, just an employee that decided, you know what, I am, I, I'm not going to let circumstances around me dictate how I'm going to feel this day. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take control of this. And I also wanted to show them too, that as a Christian, you can have fun. Let's right. have fun. Let's change our atmosphere. We can have the joy of the Lord every day, no matter what we're doing. So now it's changing the atmosphere of the other tellers. Now it's changing the atmosphere of customers. Now, uh, you know, I, now I'm getting favor. I'm getting blessed. It, 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 it um, got the attention of the president of the bank, yep. which brought me promotion, which from that promotion, I ended up being able to leave that position to go into full-time ministry. It all started, guys, because I decided I'm not going to let circumstances influence my enthusiasm and dictate what was going to happen around me. I decided I'm going to take the enthusiasm that God's given me, because here's the thing. It says this. Um, uh, let me let me find the scripture verse in here because I love the translation of this verse. And I mean, it's a verse that we all know, but Except again, I, I know it because <laughs> I want to read it exactly know, how it's how it's written. Yeah. Oh, okay, Psalms one eighteen twenty four. This day, now we, we, we always say this, the day the Lord has made, I'll rejoice and be glad in it. But I love the translation of this one because it, it says this day in which God has saved me is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Guys, we got to remember that this day, you know what? God saved me. Yeah. This day, I have eternal life. This day, because God gave his only son to die for me. This day, because God has saved Amen. me. And God has delivered me. And God has said that no matter what is going on around me, I can give you peace and I can give you joy and I can bring healing and I can bring restoration and I can bring deliverance and I can bring protection because he has saved me. This is a day for me to rejoice. And when you remember that, you can't help but get passionate and enthusiastic. Right? Hey, ma'am, you done? I've Well... That's pretty good preaching. I might just jump in and you in saw a me move my finger. And you thought, "Oh, he's probably said, getting antsy." Well, you know, I wasn't. Let me, say, let me read. I this. wasn't getting antsy. No, but let me read this verse too. Mm -hmm. And this is Romans twelve eleven. It says, and this is out of the Passion Translation, and it says, "Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward Him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit, and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him." Guys, what a great That's verse. And talks about keeping your passion because being passion, being passion enthusiastic, and like it says in that verse, radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit. You know, that attracts. It, 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 okay. Let me, I, I guess, I, let me just beef because I'm always complaining about this. Um, and, and, I'll and, and I'll tell you why, but it's a good analogy for this. So where we live, um, has these lights on outside. We have a condo and we want to live by the water. Well, to 
be by the water, there's going to be bugs. You know, they're just nasty bugs that love water. Um, but we love this place. So there's seasonal bugs they're, they're that come seasonal. in. It's, yeah. it's so bad. So there, there's these lights that are right there over our, this beautiful balcony that attracts these bugs that now, I mean, it's like thick. Attracts the bugs. It attracts the bugs. That attracts the spiders. Big spiders. That attracts the birds. Pooping birds. So you got a beautiful veranda that we have to look over the water that we can't use. Number one, because it's so bright out there at night, it's kind of hard to see you know, yeah. the way you'd like to see. You can see further, but not like close by. And then um, it's got bugs. So now you got to deal with the bugs. Which I walked out the door yesterday and did not see the spider web that I walked face first Nothing into. Nothing cooler than being somebody's looking from a window and watching somebody deal with a spider web. Oh, I was it just not, looks like they're fighting themselves. It was like, not pretty. <laughs> but anyways, um, but then the spiders, I do not like spiders i do not like spiders they're of the devil and i will i just i don't i can't deal with them give me the weebie jeebies but anyways so i got the spiders and the big spiders that want to eat the bugs and then you got the birds that want to eat the spiders and they leave the poop so and, and not only that they built um, a nest in my wreath on my door the birds did the birds yeah did. but you so like that part it was it was great except yeah. i felt so responsible for the life of these birds that i wouldn't let anybody use my front door um, the little I eggs, they laid the eggs and then they, they hatched. Checking and, on yeah. them. I mean, they it were was, cute. Yeah. It, Which, it, by it, the way, unbelievable how fast they mature and grow. They're, they, they fly within adorable. about two weeks. I, I, I took the wreath down because I felt like I can't keep being responsible. I can't be a bird mom. No, I don't want to do all that. All the time. But, anyways, so these lights that are out there, they they attract and they attract a lot of things. And I've, I've been trying to figure out how to knock these lights out. They're too far for me to, to reach. We were talking about a BB gun or something, but we don't want to damage anything. But It's damaging property, and it's not... I have been calling on the angels of God to bring <clears throat> my angel to knock those lights out, so I'm waiting yeah, for we, them. Yeah, we're not in control of the lights at the yeah. condo, so it's, 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 it's part it's of the It's for safety purposes they yeah. do that, which I get. But anyways, so it, 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 it's true. The word of God is true. Mm -hmm. It talks about you you need to radiate the glow of the Holy Spirit. Let him fill you with excitement as you serve him because what happens is is you will attract. You are going to attract the attention of your boss. If you want a promotion at your job, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Work is unto God, not unto man, but work is unto God. Be enthusiastic. Be passionate about what you're doing. <clears throat> well, I you know I just work at a factory. I just work on the line. I do. Be passionate about it. You're not working well, for that. Like you were saying, when you were saying about the bank being there, that your passion actually, uh, again, created opportunity. Right. And the opportunity, obviously, then because you sowed into that, you were able to reap a blessing from it. Many, not just that. You know, you were blessed a lot over there. They would, they would bless you. The bank that the, your your customers would bless you. I got a story to tell you about the bank. Do you remember this one? Uh, so. My aunt had invited me and a couple of other um, ladies to go <laughs> to see an, an, an Elvis oh, impersonator. Yeah. 
And um, so he's I was from like, Rockford, this impersonator, but he actually made it to Vegas. He's like a really, really, really good. He was amazing. Yeah. So we were at we were at a concert that this one night, and um, then you know how they how Elvis. Uh, that you know would do the thing where you know women would rush up to the front of the of the stage you know kind of a thing and he would take his scarf off and give it to somebody yeah so my aunt had said you know oh so one of us needs to go up there so I was like so I I go up to the front and Elvis late you know ladies Elvis reached down he gave me his scarf and he kissed me on the cheek and there were there were hundreds of people there during this and i you know so i was like really elvis well he looked and acted like it so i was in the moment i was i was there with the king right so but here's the problem the very next day i went into work and i'm sitting in the break room this is at the bank and i'm sitting in the break room and guys elvis entered the building the problem is is that elvis's side job was that he was he worked at a cooling and um and heating uh job and he was there to look at the air conditioning hvac system with his black sideburns yeah his long black you know the hair elvis wore and i but the glasses trust me i was not like the night before of yay elvis i was i think i just kind of like was like get me out of this room i cannot believe we just had this interaction the night before but anyways i was just thinking just thinking about that. a lot of elvis jokes there was, I passion. Bring up right now. there was passion the night before sure but then was. it was then it was quickly gone all right i don't My know where you're going with that story gone. but anyways all righty be radiant because what <sighs> happens is is it does attract it will attract your boss's attention it's going to attract listen single girls it's not about getting out there and you know let me just you know i'm going to go to the bar and i'm going to you know wear my skimpy little outfit and you know and maybe that's going to get some guy's attention you know what be passionate for the lord be radiant with the glow of the holy spirit that's what's going to attract that man of god into your life because you don't want anything else but a man of god um, that enthusiasm for God is mm-hmm. what is so attractive. And, and, and you can't help but get favor and promotion and increase in your life. 100%. Very attractive. Passion is very attractive. People, if you, if you want a, a good man in your life, get some passion. You want a good woman in your life, find some passion. It's very attractive. All right. So let me, let me just give you, and I don't know, honey, wait, we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to expound too much on these, but if you want to throw some stuff in there, go for it. Uh, I'm going to give you, I wrote down here, six passion killers and what keeps you from uh, having that constant passion for God. All right. So number one, I wrote down an unused talent. So you're not using what God has given you. Um, Bible talks about First Peter 4.10. It says that to each one he has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So God's saying, look, I've given you gifts, and so we have to use those gifts. So when you don't use them, you become very frustrated, right. which you will lose your passion over pretty quickly. Um, secondly, the second thing that is a passion killer is unconfessed sin. Again, we could spend probably a series of messages on this alone. Um, this is something that the body of Christ has got to get back into: is confessing our sin that we may be faithful, that He may be faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. There's nothing wrong with going before God and saying, "Lord, I've, I've sinned, and I ask You to forgive me." And so when we when when we don't, we, we walk around with guilt. 
-hmm. We walk around with condemnation. What is that doing? That's robbing us of the passion uh, that we're supposed to have for God and for others, right? If I'm if I'm walking around with this heavy load of guilt and condemnation because I'm not right with God, I can't do what God's called me to do. I, lo I lose my passion. Uh, three is unresolved conflict. Um, I, I say this all the time to people, you know, and, and jump in when you want to, but unresolved conflict means um, I, it can't be unresolved. Don't, don't let the sun go down your wrath, the Bible says. Deal with issues. They're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna just gonna take care of themselves. Now, if you don't deal with issues, they begin to deal with right. you. And sometimes you can't deal with the, you know, maybe the person that's done you wrong. No, so no you, sometimes you can't. you've got to deal with those issues. Sometimes they're yourself. dead. They're not even alive anymore, exactly. and you still got issues with them, but you've got to release those things. But those things, the people can't have a conversation with you, that's the best case scenario. It doesn't have to be long, it has to be a very humble conversa conversation, and, um, and let God do the rest. And if they don't want to resolve it, that's on them. It's no right. longer on you. You've released that. Number four is having wrong relationships. Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness. They don't. Um, it's like oil and water doesn't mix. The same is true with you and people that are like you. They, you, you need to have people like you. You need to fellowship with those around you that are of light, those who know the word of God. Believers, not just Unbelievers in the sense that they're not saved, but I know a lot of Christians that are not believers. They don't. They believe one thing: they're going to heaven. That's it. The rest of the Word of God they struggle with and they stumble over. So you got to get around people and have the right relationships. And then um, the fifth uh, killer is <clears throat> an unclear purpose will kill passion. An unclear purpose. Life without purpose is activity without direction. It's motion without meaning. I can go on and on and on. Paul said, better for me to go, better for you that I stay. Jeremiah knew his purpose. Jesus knew his purpose. Um, they actually spoke those purposes out. This is how they were able to accomplish so much for God and also get over um, terrible things. Even Jesus, the cross, he said, he, 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 he said um, the, the joy that I had before. So he, he was able to see beyond the cross. He knew his purpose. That was his passion. Matter of fact, that's what it's called the passion of the Christ. Right. And you talk, and, and there we it goes to what we were talking about a little bit earlier about it's not about comfort. If it was about comfort, he never would have gone to the cross. Never could have gone. There was the nothing no. in comfort no. of what he had to go through. Right. So when we put our comfort aside, right, that's when the amazing, miraculous things can take place. And number six is an unbalanced walk with God. You know, um, we have to live on purpose for God every single day. We have to live to be in His presence, live to know His Word, live to be a part of His church. These are all things we do on purpose, and that balances our walk out with God so that we keep that passion going. I would say this, if passion is losing, faith is, is waning, um, it's, 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 it's due to a lack of His Word and a lack of His presence. You get those things back online and you will find out God will stir you up. I mean, he'll just he'll 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 stir those embers up and begin to blow until become a raging fire once again. Honey, before we go, uh, would you pray with the people about whatever honestly is in your heart? And that'd be this, but I I want to stir them up with a prayer. Yeah, Father, I just thank you tonight, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that you did send your only Son yes, to Lord. die on the cross. 
God, you were so full of passion and enthusiasm and and love Mm -hmm. towards us that how dare we not reciprocate that back back to you? Yes. I, I, Father, right now, even for myself, but I know for those that are watching, Lord God, that we would put the comfort aside that we would put, Father God, our own ways of thinking and our our own, you know, our our own um, pleasure aside, mm-hmm. and that we would take on the passion and the enthusiasm of serving you in every capacity. God, you have put such purpose and such a call in every single person that is on this planet at this moment. If there wasn't, we wouldn't be here. But you have put such a call of God upon our lives. Father, let passion just soar within us. Father, there might be some, it's just an ember that they have in their life. They felt like as if if they've lost their passion. They've lost their enthusiasm. But it is still just an ember that is on the inside of them that can be stirred up. And Father, when we stir it up, Father, it can go again into that flame. And I just really feel that there's some of you that are watching right now, and it is just an ember. You don't know what you've lost. You feel like as if you've lost everything. Right, you up, have Lord lost gosh. your your desire, even maybe even to go on another day. Yeah. But I want to remind you that there is that ember that is still on the inside of you. It might not look like a flame at the moment, but if you begin to stir it up, stir it, stir it up Shana with just spending time with God, yes, stir it up by worshiping Him, stir it up mm. by getting into His Word, stir it up by just saying to God, yes, God, Lord. I love you and I repent. And God, I want that passion stirred mm. up on the inside of me. And as you begin to do that, the flames begin to grow again. God begins to breathe on that little ember and it is going to grow. One of the things I love to do is I love to build a fire. Mm. We had a fireplace. That was like my job. I would beg you. I'd be like, don't touch the fireplace. That's my job. Because there was something that is amazing when you begin to see nothing become something. And in you, there is something that is about to become something amazing. It is becoming, if you allow the Holy Spirit to just begin to blow on you. And as you begin to allow him to stir up that passion and then take it and do that's what passion is. That's what enthusiasm is. It's doing. It's an action word. Now, just take that flame and begin to just do and, and begin to just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and act upon that. And you watch to see your life will begin to change in every area of your life. And there's a person watching us right now that when my wife had brought up earlier about um, suicides, I saw a woman and and you're contemplating, or let's put it this way, you've toyed with the idea. You're not 100% on it, but you've been toying with this for a little while now, and now it's beginning to torment you a little bit because it's gotten real. And you even said to yourself, my children will go on without me because that's been your biggest reason to not do it. My kids will go on without me. Lady, I don't know who you are. I will tell you this. Your kids will go on without you, but they'll go on, they'll go on without you in pain, number one, of losing their mother. 
Number two, God is not done with you yet. Right. Matter of fact, last night you were saying, Lord, I, there's, there's, you have nothing for me anyways. I have nothing to live for. I have no purpose. And I'm here to tell you, God is reminding you, yes, you do. Even as a little girl, God spoke to you specifically some things, and yet that's not yet become a part of your life. It's about to come, and the enemy has come because he knows you're about to fulfill those things. So please, I'm telling you today, God has something for you. This message is for you. And I might be talking to one person, but in reality, there are many people watching right now that have, that have been dealing with the spirit of suicide. It's a devil. I rebuke right. you, devil, now. That's in right. the name of Jesus Christ, at the sound of my voice, go now in Jesus' right. name. You have no power, no authority. Let them go. Remove yourself from their thought right. life. I pray in Jesus' precious name. And law, Holy Spirit, stir them up with that passion we talked about. Nice. Stir them up, I pray. And we release that by faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we've had a tremendous time with you today. We love you so very much. We're enjoying our podcast, uh, I guess, um, but I think more than we ever had before. So we love you. So like and share like this. Like and share this. Make sure that you do that because, especially with that word at the end, because you don't know when you like you and share know. who is going to stumble upon this and they might be the one that is right at that brink. And as they begin to listen to this, their whole life can turn around. So like and share. We love you and we'll see you next time. God bless you.